Good evening, and welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm your host, John Ronan, and as you know now, because we are about to kick off our 30th season, I interview poets about their art, what they're working on, what they've accomplished, what they're planning for the future. Sometimes we have other brands of writers on. I've had novelists on, short story writers, journalists, editors. It's a pretty broad net. We even have occasionally other brands of artists, musicians, actors, sculptors. It's a pretty wide net in all respects. So if you have an idea for someone who might be good on the writer's block, a poet or other sort of artist, watch for our address at the end of the show. We'd be very happy to get your suggestions. I also want to remind you that this program and all the other original programming out of 1623 Studios is a result of cable access television. Don't be duped into getting dish. You stick with cable, stick with the writer's block. This inaugural show for the 30th season is going to be, as several seasons in the past have been, oh, uh, an interview of the student poets who last spring, spring of 2019, were the winners of the Poetry Without Paper contest produced by or presented by the Lyceum at the Sawyer Free Library. I'm going to start by reading all of the winners and the names of their poems. Elementary school winners were first place Lyle Cunningham for Trees, second place Alexandra Morgan for Something Changes, third place Judah Collins for Golden Rays. Middle school, first place Elijah Saroof for Old Town, second place Josie West for The Market Orvieto, Italy, Summer 2018. Third place, Aurelia Harrison for Words. High school, big kids. First place, Autumn Marie Silva for Star-Crossed Lovers. Second place, Willa Brosnahan for To the Painter and the Repeating Woman. I want to mention that Willa could not be here. She has to be, had to be out of town, so we're not going to see Willa. But we will see the third place winner, Mila Berry, and she will read Honey in the Sky. Now, as with the elementary and middle school students, I'm going to turn to the students themselves and ask them to read their poems and then quiz them a little about their backgrounds. So Mila and Silva, uh, I better read, huh? And not... Uh, not take a chance. Autumn Marie, excuse me. Autumn Marie on my right and Mila on my left. I want to ask you first, Autumn Marie, if you would read your poem, Star-Crossed Lovers, for us. Yep. Star-Crossed Lovers. O fate, cruel, vexatious fate, thy threads of barbed wire string us together like gnats to a spider's web. O love, sickly sweet, dripping down my throat from a golden goblet, its rim dipped in sugary poison, burns my lips, but still I sip again. And when the goblet is emptied, what do I find? But a spider? Nay, not a spider, but its web. Fingers down my throat, I retch up this silvery twine, 
But too late I see, for the blood that follows stains my milky fingers, saints' palms. Too quickly did I gulp this intoxicating elixir. But would the spider not have lain in wait, no matter how slowly I sipped? Was this some consequence, yet hanging in the stars, that I was too blind to see? And more importantly, would seeing this consequence have done a thing to stop my thirsty lips from suckling thy poisoned breast, O Aphrodite? Thank you. I didn't mention earlier that we have a live audience with many of the family members and friends of the poets, and they're going to be uh, applauding as we, as we move. Uh, I want to mention the second place winner who is not here, Will Brosnahan again. Her poem, To the Painter and the Repeating Woman, is on the Gloucester Poet Laureate website if you want to see that poem. Mila Berry is next, and her poem, Honey in the Sky, was uh, very popular at the, uh, I think you got a big round of applause at the library. Would you read that for us again? Sure. Um, Honey in the Sky. The sun split sky at dawn today. Some angry altercation sent this soaring crack to sever stratosphere. Up there the air was cold and sharp, but honey leaked from some far off place in outer space and fell so slow hit the early faces of May buttercups and splash upon the asphalt. Sit in sticky puddles, sluggish, sweet, invite the bumblebees and the bluesing birds and the people, oh so many people, with those all too eager fingers hungry for familiar comfort in that stagnant pond. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have a couple questions. I'll start with you, uh, Mila. How did you get interested in poetry? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I mean, probably just we would do poetry work in school, in elementary school, and I just liked to do it, so I kept doing it. Yeah. Can you think of any teachers who were influential in the past? Um, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Davis, we did a lot of writing with her. Miss Davis? Davis, which is a long time ago now. That's okay, but you remember her. Yes. Let's give Miss Davis a hand. <laughs> teachers, are, <laughs> teachers are heroes. And I want to ask you the same uh, question. I, I should ask you, do you use both your names? Are you, you use Autumn Marie or just Autumn? Um, I mean, I go by either. Usually I just use Autumn because it's Autumm. easier and quicker. Okay, <laughs> but all right. All right. Autumn, how did you first hear about poetry? Um, I mean, I started more as like uh, writing just short stories and stuff in school. But I guess poetry was a way that I could like get an idea out there in a quicker, faster way. You know, it didn't have to take as much thought and much sit-down time as writing a full story. So now I just carry a notebook around with me. And you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Can you think of a teacher that was influential? Mm, like Mila, I think one of the most influential teachers, weirdly enough, was my fourth grade teacher, Mr. McCorkle. And it was just because he made me write so much and he made me write really long things. It almost made me hate writing long things, so then I just started writing poems instead. But he made me write a lot. Well, what, in fourth grade, what's long? What's your I mean, in fourth grade, long was like five to ten pages. But that's still kind of long nowadays. It is, no, it is, it is. What was his name again? Mr. McCorkle. Mr. McCorkle. Let's give Mr. McCorkle. I'm always intrigued by what the students who are on the show read. What are you reading? Uh, right now, I'm reading a book by Stephen King. I'm reading, uh, I think it's, 
I can't. Oh, The Stand. The Stand by Stephen King. It was made into a movie. I'm reading the extended version um, just because I wanted something long that would take up my entire summer so I could just focus on one book. Is it big? Oh, yeah. It's like over 1,000, 2,000 pages. 1,000 pages? Is it yeah. scary? Uh, it's uh, scary enough. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading Pet Cemetery years ago. I had to stop in the middle of the scary, afternoon. Scary, scary. Mila, tell me what you're reading. And go ahead. Um, right now, for well, for school, I'm reading a lot of things. But for fun, I'm reading um, a book called Collections of Sand by Talo Calvino. Selections of Collections of Sand. Collections of Sand. Mm -hmm. Interesting title. And I don't know the author. Yeah, um, Italo Calvino. He's like an older writer, I think. It's not. He's not like. American? He's not alive anymore. No, he's well, Italian. <laughs> so in translation. Yes, in translation. Unless you're reading Italian. No, I'm not <laughs> reading it in Italian. I'm reading it in English. Do you ever watch TV aside from the writer's block? I know you're. <laughs> do you ever watch television or other, you know, Netflix or other? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you what, what do you like? I like cooking shows. I like the Great British Baking Show. That's my favorite. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned that to me once before. I'm, yeah, it hasn't yeah. changed recently. Yeah, it's well, been that way for quite a while. Uh, Autumn, what, do you watch television? Uh, yeah, here and there. I'm more of a movie type of person. Oh, yeah? What's your favorite movie? Uh, I just recently went and saw uh, Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was pretty good. I like all his movies. Yeah? Yeah. It's got pretty strange reviews. I mean, oh, yeah. People, people like Mixed them. reviews. But, Mixed yeah, reviews. That's the next <laughs> phrase. Mixed reviews, yeah. <laughs> But he's talented guy. Yeah. He said it's, it's his last movie? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder. Somebody's going to wave a lot of money in front of him. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be his last movie. I want to thank you both for being on the writer's block and for writing and loving poetry. And, for, and congratulations again for being winners on the Poetry Without Paper contest. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Now, if you would go back to join your families, I'm going to invite the middle school students up. And they, and, uh, they are Elijah Sarouf, Josie West, and Aurelia Harrison. And Elijah, will you sit on my left? I want to get a pattern here. And then Josie, would you sit? You are there. Okay. And then Aurelia there. Okay. Congratulations again. I'm going to ask you all first to read your poems for us, if you would. Elijah, Old Town, please. Yeah, okay. Uh, Old Town. Great stone walls surround the metropolis of ancient times, encompassing a limestone mountain range, its gray piers jutting into the rich ambrosial sea of impossibly clear turquoise. Smelling of ancient innovation and tasting of candied orange rinds, the city's dark alleys lead into the maze of old houses, meandering endlessly through secret markets, restaurants, beck and weary travelers. Come eat here, Malim. Cafes wafting fragrances of belek and opulent teas. Prosperous palaces perched precariously on slopes that climb high over the city, like a wave about to crash. Chapels lined with statues foretell of archaic religions and mysterious gods. A massive clock tower spire rises above the orange-tiled roofs and calls boastfully of its knowledge. Yet with all the history of unresolved wars, 
cruel battles, and forgotten warriors. In all the commotion of seaport revolution, this is a quaint, loved town that stands still as the world moves on. The town is a painted town, lasting only in fond memories and cheap postcards. Thank you very much. Ancient innovation during that phrase. I like that especially. Oh, the next winner is Josie West. Josie, would you please read The Market, Orvieto, Italy, Summer of 2018. I love that title. The Market. Saturday morning, market day. Majestic stone walls stand, enveloping Orvieto, tiny town atop a hill. Traveling up the Corso, the cobblestones uneven under our sandals. Sweet-smelling jasmine climbs its way along the dozens of intricate doorways. The market stretches out before us, scarves and purses blowing in the wind. A tent city rising up from the Piazza del Popolo. Vendors calling, buongiorno bellissima, and ciao, ciao, ciao. The candied fruits stand. Rows of brightly colored fruits, sweetly sugared strawberries, slightly tangy, tangy apricots. Nocciolo tostate, per favore e grazie. The cheese truck, through the glass, giant wheels of red rind parmigiano, jagged hunks of salty pecorino. Mozzarella di bufala, per favore e grazie. Crates piled high with nectarines, white peaches, plums, lemons, cherries, tomatoes, zucchini, blossoms, carrots, and eggplant. Il tutto, per favore e grazie. Back to the corso towards home. Scent of buttery croissants beckons us to make one last stop, Montanucci's. Cool silver tins carry thick clouds of gelato. Uno cono piccolo, limone e fragola, sharp and sweet. Thank you very much. When were you in Orvieto? Third winner is Aurelia Harrison, with a really appropriate title for this show, Words. For the record, I did not know the theme for the middle school poetry this year was it, European towns, so mine does not follow this trend. <laughs> I am from words. My escape, my passion, my first love. I am from language. Sentences weaving together in an intricate web. I am from stories, my dearest friends, stored in yellowed pages. I am from conversation, banter and whip as sharp as needles. Honesty and lies, compassion and coldness. I am from words. I was raised by them, hurt by them, loved by them, and I will die with them. Very, very nice. <laughs> words are real. How did you get interested in poetry, Josie? I mean, uh... Aurelia. Aurelia. No idea. I honestly don't know. We had poetry assignments for class, and I just did those, and this was an assignment in class. I submitted one, and I ended up here. I got an honorable mention in third grade, so I've been doing this for a while, but I don't, I don't know how I actually got interested. You like it? Yeah, I enjoy poetry. Are you going to continue? Yeah. Good. Josie, how did you find out about poetry or discover poetry? Well, so in April for Poetry Month at my elementary school, we would, if you wrote an original poem, you got to read it over the loudspeakers, and I always thought that was very fun. And so I always wrote a poem. And then last year, 
the reading assistant at our school encouraged me to submit it to the contest. And how did you find out about poetry? I've asked you this before. Yeah, um, I mean, mostly from school doing poetry, and I really like doing writing song lyrics, but I'm not great at making music to back up the song lyrics, so I just sort of settle with this. Well, you got to hook up with somebody who does the music, and then you do the lyrics, and you could go to Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Give me a teacher who was an influence on you. Um, well, when we started writing poetry in second grade, um, one of the teachers that inspired me was my teacher, Miss um, Cunningham, who uh, really pushed all of us to work on poetry. Let's hear it for Miss Cunningham. Joseph, <laughs> a teacher. Well, I would say definitely my fourth grade teacher because she would give us time in the middle of the day to just write whatever we wanted to, and I really liked that. And who was the fourth grade teacher? Miss Gracia. Chris Gracia. <laughs> Aurelia, give me a teacher. My fifth grade teacher, Miss Parker, she, she would set us down with pencils and paper and just let us write for a while and I always asked her for help and critique on my pieces and it was helpful. And, and her name again? Miss Parkhurst. Parkhurst. <laughs> now some art questions. What are you reading, Aurelia? A little bit of everything. I'm never reading less than three books at a time because that's the kind of person I am. But I like fantasy. I'm reading a series called The Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare, and they're, they're very good. She's an American writer? Mm -hmm. Did you read all of Harry Potter? Yes. I read it all in the fourth grade and during free reading Every time. Every single book? I'm a very fast reader, so it didn't take You'd have to be, otherwise you'd still be reading them. I think they're all about that thick, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It, isn't, it didn't take me longer than a week to finish each one, though. That's why I need multiple books at a time because otherwise I'll just rush through all of them. Have you seen all the movies? Yep. How many times? Harry Potter honestly wasn't my favorite of the fantasy novels, so I've only seen each one about once or twice. About how many times? Once or twice. Once or twice. Josie, what are you reading? Right now I'm reading um, The Parker Inheritance by um, Varian Johnson. And I, I like fantasy, but I really just read whatever whatever is on the new shelf at the library. On the new shelf? Do they, they rotate uh, books for different age groups? Too? Not really. I guess it's still in the children's section, but I haven't read all the books there, so why leave? <laughs> That's a good attitude. What's next, do you remember? Or do you remember seeing what's I don't know what's next, next? Um, but I mean, there's always something new there. Yeah. Okay, so you can't predict. You're surprised. <laughs> Elijah, what are you reading? Um, I just finished reading um, a book called Six of Crows. and what, Six? Six of Crows. Crows. Yeah, and it's, um, it's a duology. Is that what the word is? I don't know. Duology? Yeah. Do means you two books. Oh, well, I guess. Is that what it means? <laughs> two books in the series? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Um, and it was really good. Yeah? Yeah. 
took me a very long time because I'm a slow reader. What else are you reading? Uh, I read a book for school called uh, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, and that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Now, I know you all watch the writer's block, but what else do you watch if you're going to watch something on a screen, either laptop or television or wherever? Um, a lot of things. I'm in the middle of watching a show called Good Omens, and I also like Stranger Things, because... Good Omens sounds uh, fun. ominous. It, it's actually really funny because it's pretty much a devil and an angel trying to work together. <laughs> it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good theme. Josie, what do you, uh, what do you watch? I don't watch a lot of television, but my family, um, we all watch The Great British Baking Show together. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. Aren't they cool? Aren't those judges cool? I also like how they're all nice to each other. What was that? All of the contestants, they're nice to each other. Oh, the contestants are. Mm -hmm. uh, I watch a few minutes of that often because it's for a mystery that I like. Uh, and I see the judging often of one individual's last and, gee, I feel terrible for them. And I'm sure the thing that they made is the best dessert you've ever had, but something's wrong. What, what do you watch? Um, Aurelia. Sort of a mix of things. I like shows like uh, Parks and Recreation and The Office, but because I'm truly a child at heart, I do like cartoons. Like there's this show, Steven Universe, that I watch quite a lot of. Um, Are you a Simpsons fan? No, it's more like I'm still deep into Cartoon Network because I like shows about fantasy children with powers because it's fun. That's pretty the extent of what I watch. Good. Well, thank you very much, all three of the middle school winners. Nice to see you on the show. Thank you. I'm going, going to invite now the elementary winners. If you would please come up. Lyle Cunningham, Alexandra Morgan, and did Judah Collins come in? Would somebody go in the hall and just see if Judah Collins might be out there? Uh, Judah Collins is one of the elementary school winners who was going to be here but hasn't arrived, and I'm afraid we might not get him on. But we do have Lyle Cunningham and Alexandra Morgan, and I want to thank you both for being on. Uh, Lyle, would you read your winning poem, Trees? They tell us about the stones, for example, about their smooth, plain surfaces, sometimes covered in splotches of different colors, about how they were created thousands of years ago, or in some cases just recently, by a volcano, for example, and how they affect everyone's lives, our ancestors' lives. But they can't, so I just tell them about the world beyond where they came to stand for all of these years, until now. I wish that I could ask them about the world so many years ago, but they cannot answer. Thank you very much. 
uh, Alexandra Morgan, would you please read your poem, Something Changes? Something changes. I watch and wait, sit and stare, smile and rage, laugh and cry. Nothing changes. I sleep and wake each morning. I dance and play each day. I sketch and paint. I bake and eat. And then I sleep and wake again. Still, nothing changes. A gift from the heavens floats into my waiting. It disrupts my watching, disturbs my staring, interrupts my raging, distracts my crying. And I think about not waiting. Will something change? He starts smiling, he starts playing, he starts laughing, he starts changing. He is different than before. He is not hiding like before. He is not shying out like before. He is more happy than before. I start playing and smiling more. I start catching and then sketching and then painting more. I start baking and then eating more. We all play and smile. I have changed, she has changed, he has changed. Thank you very much. Alexandra, how did you get interested in poetry? Um, well, my teacher inspired me. Oh, who's your teacher? Um, she was Miss Parker's. Like Miss Parker's again. Oh, that's good. Miss Parker. And she encouraged you to enter the contest? Oh, good. Lyle, how did you get interested in poetry? I was mainly inspired by Mary Oliver. Really? She just passed away, didn't she? Yeah, last year. She's a favorite of yours? Yeah. yeah. You like her? Who told you to read Mary Oliver? My dad. <laughs> yeah? He's a Mary Oliver fan? Yeah, she was very, very accomplished. And a Massachusetts writer, too. That's good. Uh, I guess, should we have an applause for Mary Oliver? Sure. <laughs> what do you read? Right now, I am reading a book by Roland Smith. It's called The Captain's Dog. It's about the Lewis and Clark expedition, but from the point of view of their dog. <laughs> What's the dog's name? Seaman. Nemus? Seaman. Demon. Seaman. Spell it. S-E-A-M-A-N. Okay, I got it. Has he got a good sense of humor, this dog? And he makes it the whole, the whole, uh, the whole way, about fifteen hundred miles, two thousand miles. Oh. And what are you reading, Miss Morgan? Um, I'm reading the Percy Jackson series and Peter and the Starcatchers. Tell me about the Peter Jackson series. Um, it's about um, a half blood who, which is basically, so his dad is a god and his mom is um, a human, so, yeah, and he goes Just to a typical neighborhood family, huh? <laughs> yeah, you like to enjoy that? Yeah. If you ever watch TV, aside from the writer's block, what do you watch? Um, I really like watching Marvel movies with my family. Yeah, they like them too? You all watch them together? Mm-hmm. Popcorn? Sometimes. I'm not allowed to have popcorn. Anything else you watch? <laughs> Um, I like to watch, um, I like to watch fantasy shows. Give me an example of one. Mm, well, there are a lot of shows like that. So. Do you see all the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. You like that? And I read all the books, too. I don't like yeah. the movies, though. No? I don't like no. the movies, but I like the book. Oh. Huh. I've heard people say the opposite. Uh, 
That's interesting. Most of the most of the people I talk to love uh, uh, love the uh, love the movies. What do you watch if you watch TV, Lyle? Mostly cooking shows. Cooking shows? Man, there's a lot of cooking fans. <laughs> do, do you watch the Great British Cooking yes. Show? Yeah. Do you think those judges are mean? Yeah. Is, is that why you watch it? No. Uh, do you feel sorry for the contestants? Sometimes. Yeah, I do all the time whenever I catch it. Uh, what are you going to do next in terms of writing? Do you have any plans, Lyle? Um, no, not really. No? More poetry? Next year you're going to enter the contest again? Yes. What about you, Alexander? Yeah? You'll be right back here next year, maybe? Yeah. Good. I hope so. Thank you very much. I want you to stay right there. I'm going to close the show and talk to the camera for a minute. That concludes our interviews with the Poetry Without Paper winners for 2019, with two exceptions. One uh, winner was away, and one didn't make it to the, uh, to the taping today, I'm very sad to say. But it, was been, it has been a very, very happy event, my happiest show of the year, because we have a live audience and we have these wonderful students who are concerned and interested in poetry. If the writer's block has done its job, then it's been a success. Thanks for being with us, and I hope to see you again next week on the writer's block. Good night. Oh, we can applaud. We can applaud.